Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Father, this afternoon we are here in your presence in your house. You brought us here from wherever we came from. The Bible says that man's goings are of the Lord. How can man understand his own way? We could have been somewhere else. But you prompted us. You made somebody invite us. You made somebody call us. You made somebody come and pick us up. To bring us into this place this afternoon on Good Friday. It's a good Friday. There are Fridays, but this one is a good one. You want to see us. You want to see us, your children. You want to see us. The people you have blessed and you have taken care of, you have protected. Many other things you have done for us. Today you called us here to speak to us. I pray that we do, we do not live here the same as we came. Thank you that every, every sickness, every disease, every problem is taken away by the end of the message and by the end of the service. In the name of Jesus. Have your own way. Let the angels of God you promised to send among us. Let them even begin to move and walk around and do what you have called them here to do. I give you praise and I give you glory. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap and you may be seated. I wanna I wanna preach for little while and then we will have communion and then we will pray yeah and then you expect to be touched and to made whole expect to experience something you have not experienced before Leviticus chapter 16. Now I want to speak from um, the perspective of a Jew. All right? Do, do we understand when I say that? I, I want to. There are perspectives, there are opinions, that there are ways by which people see things. Some people see things from the angle of a female. A woman sees things very different from a man. Female, true or false? A, a woman is very different. A man is very different. A man sees things different from how a woman sees it. An older person sees things different from a younger person. And this church, we shout, we make noise, so don't worry. I saw somebody look at somebody when they, say, when they, when they shouted. <laughs> yeah, don't be scared. <laughs> We're just excited to be here. Yeah. Even when we bring races into the picture, black people see things differently than Indian people. 
or Amerindians or Portuguese or Chinese. So I, I, I wanted to pay attention because what I'm talking about or what I'm about to talk about is not a Guyanese perspective. It's not a black man's perspective. It's not an Indian man's perspective. It's from the perspective of a Jew, a descendant of Abraham. Are you with me? And if you don't see it like that, you will not understand even why we are celebrating Good Friday. That's why on Good Friday, many people don't go to church in Guyana. Because Good Friday, I want rest. Is it cross buns? Is that what it is? Cross buns. Cheese. Cross buns. And what else? Vomicelli. Is it true? You don't pull out gray hair on Good Friday? What? For porridge on Good Friday? Is it true? No meat on Good Friday. Why? Because Jesus was so bloody, you don't want to add to that. I'm explaining to you why you don't eat rank. Because you can't look at Jesus and the blood and how he looks and look at meat and cut it up and cook it. There's something, it's like our culture says there's something wrong about you. If you can look at Jesus like this and then cut up meat. So today, I want to eat what? Lamb's curry? I want to cut up the lamb. That, that, that's what we have grown up to get accustomed to. That's why we, we don't eat wrong because if you see this and you can eat meat, then you're a wicked man. That is even how many civilizations, like if you go to the Western world, they have made it so serious that they don't kill animals for food. Some people say they are vegetarians because they look at animals and they feel like he's part of our lives. It's murder. No, it's amazing. Like I'm saying, when you travel, you see all kinds of things. Some of these white people, they buy plane tickets for their dogs. Yeah. And then when they come on, on board the plane, the dog has a seat. Oh, yes. When you have never sat on a plane before, a dog is sitting on a plane. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. A dog is sitting in first class and you are sitting at the back. Miss Faber, you are sitting at the back of the plane. <laughs> and the dog, a dog is sitting on the seat. Yeah. When you travel, you see all kinds of things. There are even places at the airport where you can bath. If you have long transit hours, you can go somewhere. There's a bathroom. Some of the airports have bathrooms. Yeah, you just have to pay. 
and go and freshen up and take and dress up, dress it up, spray up and feel fresh. Oh, there are things around. So, a day like this, it started from Israel. It, it's not a, it's not a, a Guyanese, it's not an African, it's not a South American, it's not a Caribbean culture. That's why many people don't understand. Are you with me? So, for example, I'm, I'm a pastor here. I've been, I've been pastor for 18 years. And the Bible says that it is very important when you're doing something to get advice. So, we use that and we say, okay, when you're going to get married, come for an advice section called counseling. Because you need information about a woman. Many people think that once you can sex good, you you can marry. It's it's, it's not about sexing good, though. <laughs> it's not about that. Yeah. Marrying is management. It's leadership. It's what? It's humility. It's, it's marriage is a whole kind of something. It's marriage is something you have to study as a course. But you see, we understand them things, man. I got me gear. I want break. That's me. What, what, what? Bishop, what's your problem? I want to get a girl. Yes. So, I have been doing marriage counseling in our church. I stopped it recently. As, I've been, as I have been doing the advice of marriage counseling in the church, few people get married. Now, since I decided that I won't do marriage counseling again, you should come and see the weddings. This is a month of weddings. Ah, calendar is full. Wedding rings, engagement rings, suitcases. What? Engagement Bibles. So, so, what does it mean? It means that as Guyanese, them Bible things we ain't able with her. We are not Jews. We are not Abraham's descendants. You are from Linden. <laughs> you are from Region One. <laughs> yeah, you are from the scheme. You are from Sophia. You are from a Sikubo crystal, a Sikubo. So when you read the Bible, you say that I should take the Bible and use it. Bishop, me understand. In Sophia, we stiff lights. And water. And that's how we sleep. So, so, when you bring the Bible and you say that, you have to be an honest Christian. That's like, so, so Bishop, what? You want me to pay light bill? Nah, Bishop. <laughs> Mommy like the church, man. I'm going to another church. 
Can you hear me at the back? Is that Andreska? Can you hear me? Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like it's like the church now, the bishop now ha- has come to become a problem in your life. So that's what I'm saying that what I'm talking about, I, I am speaking as much as when you become a Christian you have fallen into a Jewish culture. And therefore, you have to live as a Jew. That is why we struggle. Is that Shania, my granddaughter? Hey, you dress up, girl. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm, I'm speaking from a Jewish point of view. It's, it's not very easy for an African or a Caribbean or a South American to walk like a Jew. That is why when you get saved, God doesn't take you to heaven. It's better to get saved and the next day die and go to heaven. I'm telling you. There is no benefit in getting saved and living your life around here. You fall back. So if God really loves us, when we get saved, the next day we should go to heaven. But he doesn't do that because he wants us to understand because he wants us to understand the whole new life with Jewish culture. Otherwise, when you go to heaven, you you go you, you see when they say we are going to pray, you say, Mommy, I want to pray today. <laughs> I want to sleep. <laughs> then you are going to bring some bad things in, in heaven. So God, when we get saved, he leaves us here. To learn the culture and learn how to live like his people. That's why it's very important to come to church all the time. It's a learning process. So this day, the day Good Friday we are seeing, we seen a man on a cross, bloody face, he was dying. What has that got to do with me? Many people cannot connect. Because it's a Jewish kind of lifestyle. Oh, we know it's Kofi. Kofi is the one who died for Guyana. He's at breakdown. If you speak about Kofi, this is Kofi Day. I'm sure a lot of black people will come. Because as for Kofi, we know. We can relate to Kofi. Yeah, but when you say Jesus Christ, it's like, who is that? Me, you know, he. Whose cousin is that? Me, you know, me cousin. But the moment, that is why it's, it's very challenging for many people to believe in God and to even come to church and to live their lives like the Bible wants us to live our lives. And so I'm speaking for a few minutes from a Jewish perspective, which means that you will have to try and understand it as something that is different from our culture, but something that God wants us to know. You see, it's not bad at all to want to live in the culture or in the, in, in, in the if you want to call it, in, in the steps of or in the, in the foot of some people. Just, there are many people, they live very well in Guyana, you know. It's only you who shares a toilet with five people. There are some people that have self-contained rooms. The toilet is for them. It's only you who has a latrine outside your house, you know. Some people, they, they don't know what the latrine is. So it is nice to also live like somebody else who is living good also. 
are some people KFC. Who? Oh, they don't even want they don't, they don't even like it. But when you hear KFC, your eyes open like wide like that. Woo! KFC is spicy. So Leviticus chapter 16. Are you ready to go to Jerusalem? Okay. The Bible says, try and settle. Don't be restless, right? Hmm. Sometimes when you're restless, the devil likes you. He uses you to disturb the service. Because like, you can't sit in one place. All right. And the Lord spake unto Moses. Or oh, let's read from the New Living Translation. Or oh, is it NIV? Let me, let me do the NIV today. You know the NIV Bible? There are even types of Bibles. You know that? The Bible is not just one. Or. There are types of Bibles or different versions. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of, of, of the two sons of Aaron who died when they approached the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron that he is not to come whenever he chooses into the most holy place behind the curtain in front of the atonement cover on the ark or else he will die. For I will appear in the cloud over the atonement cover. This is how Aaron is to enter the most holy place. He must first bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. You see, so just, just these few verses, God is trying to give prescriptions to uh, 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 um, Moses to give to Aaron that when Aaron is coming into his presence, he should not just come anyhow. We don't understand these things. I teach my church that when you get to the stage where you like a girl in the church, go and see the girl's parents. It's a good thing to do. And when you go, take something with you. It's right there. When Aaron enters the sanctuary area, he must follow these instructions fully. He must bring something. Because he's coming to God. You don't come before God with your empty hand and you're holding your pocket and your pants going down and you stand there so you've come into the presence of the Lord. That's not how to do it. I see again, it's a Jewish something that we have to adopt. So some people don't even know about it. That's why we're talking about phone, no phone ringing, put it on silent because you, you, you are used to your phone ringing and you just, you answer your phone everywhere. When you sit on the plane, you realize that you can't answer your phone. It will not even ring. <laughs> so we try to help people adapt and adjust to some of these things because the, the, the other thing is that ignorance is never an excuse. Which means that no matter how you disrespect the presence of God, something bad happens to you that you don't even pick up. Should I say it again? Many people walk through darkness. They don't know where the darkness came from. But it is because you did something against God that you didn't even realize. Because ignorance is never an excuse. 
says, don't come. He must come. Aaron, who is the, who is the, the holy, the, the one of the greatest person God has chosen. He says, when he's coming, he must bring a bull, a young bull. What did you bring today? If I tell you, give $5,000 offering, you say, well, that's money church. How much is a young bull? It's not, it's not $100. You're a child. That's why you think a young bull is $100. <laughs> that's petty cash. The young bull he's bringing for a sin offering. Oh, I, I wish I could preach it tomorrow morning. I would explain everything to you. But I know you won't go home. So I'll try and finish quick. Bring... <laughs> Bring a young bull for a sin offering. Anytime God, you and God are coming close, something must be spent, something must be uh, 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 used, a cost or a price must be paid. Like as you were coming here, maybe now, now you didn't pay for your transportation. By the time it's coming, you have to pay for transportation to come. Because when you are coming to the Lord, something must be spent. It's right there. If, 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 at least if you went to primary school. I only went to primary school, but I can read. Now, it's very interesting that the Bible is saying sin offering. Because in the sight of God, all of us are sinners. And so when you are coming to God, you, you, you have to come to his level. And his level can only be achieved if blood is poured down or shed. That is why when you are going to see the Obia woman, they say, bring a crate of white eggs. Evil. Okay. Then he says, bring the, the milk of the female tiger. Otherwise, I can't help you. They ask yourself, where am I going to find a female tiger? <laughs> but what you should take notice of is the young bull for a sin offering. To, you have to offer the, the bull so that the sins that you have been into, the moment you are coming to God, he forgets the sins. At least the time that you are going to be with him. If you go back and you are coming again, you have to bring another thing because we sin all the time. So if you are going to see God every week, it means that every week you have to take a young bull. If you are going to see God every day, it means that you must have money. You should be able to afford a young bull every day. So, if you were a shepherd in Israel, I can just continue preaching. I don't have to read all the verses. I think I, I, I'm okay. If you were a young, you were a shepherd in Israel, and during this time, this time is not actually Easter. In Israel, it's called Passover. 
It is Passover because that was a season when the Israel, the God told the Israelites to celebrate the day he delivered them from Egypt to Canaan. The night when Pharaoh finally said that the Jews can leave Egypt. And you should, you should think about it this way. Let's say we are here, right? And then I, I come and I, and I go and tell President Ali that God has sent me to take all the Amerindians out of Guyana. You, you think he'll be, he'll, how, how do you think he'll, be, he'll look at me? He said, one of the mad, mad people have come to my office today. <laughs> I am actually trying to come and separate Guyana because the Amerindians are part of Guyana. How come I serve a God and I've come to see that the God says I should take out only the Amerindians to their country. They came from India somewhere, the corner of India. I should take them back. So just like all of us will react, Pharaoh didn't mind Moses until a lot of miracles were, 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 were done. The final miracle was that Moses went to tell Pharaoh that God says if you don't allow us to go, every firstborn of human beings and of animals will die. Pharaoh said, you try there. Now, when Moses made that statement before Pharaoh, God told Moses to tell the Israelites that they will escape that plague, that miracle, because God wanted uh, Pharaoh to see really that he's the one speaking. But God told Moses to tell the Israelites that every Israelite, every Jew who wants to escape this curse, he should kill a lamb or a bull and take the blood and then mark the doorpost of their house so that when the spirit of death that is going to kill all the firstborns, he will know the difference between those who are on God's side and those who are not on God's side. Let me tell you, in this world, there are people who are on God's side and there are people who are not on God's side. It's clear. There are people like that. Are you listening? So, if you were a shepherd in Israel and you are keeping sheep for business, every day or every month this was done actually every year because God realized that you see God realized that this thing the people they ain't able they want to pray to me every day but they can't bring bull every day so I will not hear their prayers they should just come once a year and bring the bull so once a year all their sins from that, that's why you like to go to church all years night than any other day that's where you got this from. Because it's like the oldest night, you, you, you are telling God that all the things that you've done bad, at least today, Lord, Lord, next year I'll behave myself. January. Only to realize that 31st night, right after church, you went to do some club. And then you were. Right after church. Right after church. So already leaving the church, you've got to carry sin again. Which means that if God was to ask you every time you do something wrong to kill a sheep, Lord, all the sheep in Jerusalem would have finished. So on a day during the Passover which Jesus died, the Jews also celebrated the same thing. So during the Passover feast, just like they did on the day of they were leaving Egypt, they killed lambs. For their sins. It was something they would do normally. 
So Jesus did the, uh, the Lord's Supper on the day of Passover week. Now, if you are a shepherd in Israel on that day, you will realize that this killing of animals has been going on year after year. And so one of the questions that will occur to you is that when will this thing stop? When will we stop killing animals? Because remember, every head, if you read it properly, we don't have time. Every house, every house has to take a bull. Which means that all of us here, if 200 of us are from different homes, it means 200 sheep. Now, I am Aaron, I'm the high priest, so I kill one for myself. So God doesn't kill me first. So I kill one, and I good. Then I come and I say, okay, every house, bring your sheep. Let me kill it for your sins for the whole year. It's odious night. Then I take 200 young bulls. Cut. Put there. I say, this is for the Nelson family. Cut. Put down here. <laughs> so this is for the Chabrol family. Cut. Put down here. Every year. And as the family grows... You know, and like my son here, as you are growing, mommy will bring her, her goat. Now you are growing, you go and get married. You too, now you have to bring a goat. Now it's not just mommy's goat you enjoy. You have to bring a goat yourself. So it becomes, as the year comes by, it becomes a lot of animals, a lot of young bulls, a lot of sheep being slaughtered. So if you sit down, can the fire lights come on? If you sit down, you ask yourself, when is this going to end? It's like every, every time this type of time of the year comes, we see a lot of blood. Are you, are you coming with me to Jerusalem? Are you sure you're with me? Because sometimes you need to sit down and assess things. You get it? Sit down and assess things. You've been doing something over and over again and you don't see the benefit of it. You have to assess it. Many people don't do that. Many people don't even have eyes to say, you know what? This thing, is it worth it? So, so this sheep, this, this, this shepherd in Israel, he, he's asking himself, at this time of the year, you see a lot of people who are living in other countries they come. So a lot of tickets are bought. A lot of vehicles. A lot of like mash. When is mash? People come from America for mash. People come from the Caribbean for mash. So you see that a lot goes into this Passover celebration only for sheep and young bulls to be killed and only for it to be done again and again. If you're a woman, you get pregnant and you miscarry. You get pregnant and you miscarry. The next time your husband is coming to touch you, you say, bye. Raise yourself. This pregnanting, 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 pregnanted. Hey, the tea ain't working. I, I, what is the use of getting seven miscarriages? Can I still have to open my legs in the night and you are smiling and you are laughing and you are shouting and I punish it. Because I don't see the use of, of this open of legs. Sometimes you work somewhere. At the end of the year, you realize that you don't have money. 
So it is that mind of when is this thing going to stop that God wants to answer today. And by so doing, God also wants to reach out into your life and tell you that if there is something you have been doing over and over again and you are not getting satisfaction from, today is the end of that thing in the name of Jesus. So in John chapter 11, verse 49, something's about to happen to you, I tell you. John chapter 11 and verse 49. Mm -hmm. There was a plot to kill Jesus. We had a convention last three nights. I was preaching about six hours one Friday. Many people, the Good Friday that we call it Good Friday now, when it really happened in Israel, many people didn't know what was going on. They didn't understand. It's just like as we are sitting down here, somebody is at the labor ward at Georgetown pushing a child. You, you, you. All you know is you've come to church Somebody is in pain somewhere Pushing a child It was the same for Jesus It was a normal Friday TGIF But TGIF Somebody was dying on a cross Somebody was thirsty And even water A, a drop of water he couldn't get Somebody had flies flying on his face because of the blood and water and he didn't have a hand to, to drive the flies away. A particular Friday. So, the whole plot to kill Jesus. So if, if, if I would just go back a little bit. This same young bull that God was telling Aaron to tell, Moses to tell Aaron. God decided to send his son Jesus as the one and the last final bull or sheep to be killed that you and I wouldn't have to bring sheep and goats ever again in our lives that's good news that's good news because if you have five children then it means that in the future no, you are not only going to go into the presence of the Lord with one goat, you have to go with six, you and the five children's goat. Yeah, just like 16, 17, 18, they become a little older. At that age, you have to now think about a young bull getting ready for 31st to go and kill it for your child. And it means that if you don't have money to buy a young bull, your sins will not be forgiven and God will not be happy with you. You will die. So it's good news that God now plans to bring one perfect, powerful, not sinful, everlasting bull to kill it for anybody who wants to appear before God. All you have to do is that, God, that bull is my bull too. That sheep is my sheep too. 
That blood is also my blood that I'm presenting to you for you to open the door for me to have access to you. You probably wouldn't understand this until you walk into the American embassy and then or you get a call. Your mother or your uncle tells you, go into the American embassy. Where you go, look for somebody called Shauna Barry. Tell her, tell her I sent you. Take your passport with you. Then you go. Then they ask you at the, at the security, what are you doing here? So, I, I'm here to see uh, Miss, Miss uh, Shauna Barry. So what's your name? Okay, hold on. Then they call Miss Shauna Barry. Say, oh yeah, let him come. As people are in a long line, you are just walking past all the people. You see, then the people look at you and say, whoa, boy, that's just some, some VIP. Then you go in. Then Miss Shauna Barry comes to meet you and take you inside into an office. Then she takes your passport and opens it and puts a visa inside and says, say hello to your uncle for me. As you're going out, you see some people who are, who are fretting and say, why well, these people don't want to give you a visa? You know what they report, man? You see, as you pass them and they are rowing, you feel, you feel different. You feel, you feel, wow. But you don't know what your uncle did for you for that process to go on. That's what I'm talking about. That we don't understand the price that has been paid for us to be able to even come to church without having to bring our own young bull. So this one, one main young bull that is supposed to be killed for all of us, it was, the, 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 the whole thing was, the, the movie was playing right before the eyes of the Jews. So here they plotted to kill Jesus and the Bible says, and one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, you know nothing at all. Indeed, we don't know nothing at all. Because he says that, nor you consider that it is advantageous, it is expedient for us that one man should die for everybody. People don't understand why Jesus' death has something to do with me. It's not my cousin. It's not my father-in-law. He went dead. He dead. He dead. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh no, it has a lot to do with you. Because the, the chief priest, the one who knew the Bible to the fullest, the one who was the head of the church in those days, he says that you people, you don't understand. It is better for one person, one goat, one lamb, one sheep to be killed for everybody than for all of us to be killing sheep all the time. He said, and that the whole nation perish not. did not say this on his own verse 51 but being high priest that year he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation that that one sheep will be killed for the whole Jewish nation are you following are you following so far for that nation but also for the scattered children of God 
That's we Guyanese. Not only are they Jews, we are also Jews, but we are just scattered. We didn't come from Abraham, but God has us in his plan. So what is valid for the Jews, this sheep is being killed for the Jews. That same sheep is also, the killing of that same sheep is also for us who are not Jews, but who believe. It's right there. And not only for that nation, verse 52, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. So from a Jewish shepherd's perspective, as he saw Passover approaching, he said to himself and that's the title of my message will the blood of yet another lamb matter they're going to kill sheep again what difference is it going to make I've been going to church I've been a Christian for so many years serving the Lord and working in the church I've been going to church. I don't feel like going to church this Sunday. I don't feel church anymore. I've had too much church. What will this next Sunday do for me? Oh, this next Sunday will do something for you. Jesus came to bring people who have been doing things for a long time who are tired and fed up and don't know what to do again but they, 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 they have to do it but yet they know that as they do it it doesn't matter you get up in the morning you go to the work that doesn't satisfy you you get up in the morning you go to work that doesn't pay any bill you, Jesus came to end that drought I said, Jesus came to end that drought. There's a Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14. The Bible says, For by one sacrifice, one sacrifice, just one, not every year, just one, not every month. Let me tell you, I, I go to Gafos sometimes. Yeah? Sometimes I go to National Hardware. I see some National Hardware people around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you go, after you pay for your materials, everything, and you go to the bond to pick up, after the, 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 the people, they help you pack everything. They don't want to go. Uncle? Big man. Bigger. Plasma. Something small. You ask yourself, how many something smalls do you need? You see, one thing many people don't know is that a lot of people are doing things on a daily basis as a ritual. There is no satisfaction coming out of it.
So if you have a boy just for a boy's sake, you don't love him? You don't love him? I don't know how to love him. He loves you. He said, babes, babes, I won't marry you. He said, what you are involved in, it's, it's not helping. It's not touching a nerve. It's, it's not making a difference. So the shepherd is asking, will another lamb make a difference? Will the killing of another lamb make a difference? I've been seeing this all my life. I've been going to churches. I've been going to many churches. You, you, somebody invites me to go to Canal Number Two Church. I say, Please raise yourself. I, I, I know church. I, I born and grow in church. By a good day, meaningful. Really? Really? I have good news for you. I said the whole thing is going to end. The drought is about to end in your life today. In the name of Jesus. To, to get some satisfaction, Jesus came for by one offering, He forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Jesus has made us holy, He has perfected us. You don't need to do anything anymore. You don't have to bring a young goat, you don't have to bring a young bull, you don't have to bring a young sheep. He has done that for us. Today, he wants to take away that burden. He came to fix that problem that reoccurs. That doesn't seem to solve, make any difference in your life. Oh, so if you every month, your pain is too much. Belly pain. Oh. Your mood changes. You turn off your phone. We can't reach you. Because of belly pain. Jesus came to end all your belly pain in the name of Jesus. Because life is a cycle. Life is a cycle. The Bible says, For thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, I am come that you have some meaning to how you live. Because many of you here, are, you are just living. You just there. You just go and come, but there is no satisfaction in life. Jesus came for you. I said, Jesus came for you. You are the very reason why he died on a good Friday. You're the very reason why. Will another blood make a difference? Will the blood of yet another lamb matter? I came to tell you that this service is going to matter in your life from this day forward. This Good Friday, you've been going to church every Good Friday. This Good Friday is a different Good Friday, I'm telling you. I said, this Good Friday is a very different Good Friday. Even to us, this Good Friday has mattered. We've been here for a few years. We've been here for about three years. 
You coming today has, has made a difference in our Good Fridays. It's, it's like this Good Friday, we have not been punishing like the other Good Fridays because God has brought you here. So before I go in to pray for you, you first need to give your life to God. Because there are some legal things that must be fulfilled. You get it? Adoption is done legally. You can't go and take somebody's child and say, I want to live with this child from today. No, no, you have to go through an adoption process. They even do a, a parent selection and all of that. And then paperwork is signed. Then from that day onwards, the new parent, the adopted parent now feeds you, clothes you, pays your school fees, buy you shoes, all kinds of things. It's the same thing with the spiritual realm. God cannot step into taking care of you unless you become an adopted child of his. So, some of you, you just walk around and say, you are a child of God. You are not a child of God. You are not a child of God. It takes a process to become a child of God. God has God is loved me. The Father is watching over me. The Father is watching over you. It's, it's Mungeza who is watching over you. It's a Masakura man who is watching over you. Father is watching over you. Where did you get that from? Is your grandmother Bakuin's work with you? looking for another young man from that family who wouldn't repeat the mistakes of the young boys who have gone ahead of him. The uncles, the big brothers. God is trying to pick up one boy, one boy who will live a different life. He wants to end that cycle today. And he can't do it until you say, you know what? I am up for adoption. Adopt me. I want you to be my parent. Then, he can now legally take you to the hospital. You can't just pick people, children in a row and say, walk here, come let me go bed you. You're stinking. Hey. Even the girl herself will, will, will abuse you. <laughs> but when you adopt a child and the baby is stinking or whatever, you now can take the child and buy all these body, 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 body things and soak her in a bathtub. Come out nice. Plot your hair, comb your hair, this clothes. You can only do that when you have legal custody and legal right of the person. And that legal right comes when you say, Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. I need Jesus. I want Jesus. It only comes after that confession. I don't know who, who you are here. God wants to stop that cycle. It is everybody's concern. You see, we do things now in life, we can't even pay for it. You buy a car, we say we, you say you've bought a car, but you have, you've not finished paying for the car. 
the mistake we make is that we will live forever and finish paying but you can easily not finish paying the car you can the car can easily be taken away from you i remember one faithful sunday there was a gentleman <laughs> there was a gentleman in our church he had gone to buy a car from somewhere as we were having church like this the car dealer had come with a spare key had come to take the car out of the parking lot after church the buyer looking for Ikea and because we're in the scheme we told them scheme boys you know we said, it's Marcy cousin who come and tip the car or something <laughs> no the car dealer had a spare key because of the whole arrangement he, he was not the rightful owner God wants to end the suffering. He wants to end the tears. You see, God is fed up with young boys, young black boys who don't dip on nothing. God is fed up with that. He wants to raise some nice fine boys. He wants to raise some nice fine guys. He wants to raise some nice fine girls and set them up and put them up and clean them up and make them honorable. God wants to stop those things that you are going through. This is not a normal Good Friday for you, I say in the name of Jesus. It starts with adoption. And so whilst you are listening to me, I want everybody to stand. And you, who wants adoption, who wants to be adopted by God, whether you're a man, a woman, a boy or girl, whoever you are, you only say, Bishop, I am up for adoption. I want God's name. You see, God now cannot say you are his child. Because when we look into the books, we look at the A, last name A, last name B, last name C. We pass last name B, but your name is not there. God wants to write your name in his book of life. So he can begin to take care of you. Let me tell you, there's nobody who can take care of you better than God can. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, I used to live in Europe. I wasn't surprised when the Lord spoke to me a few days ago. He said I should tell somebody who was part of my church who is in America to pack their bags and come back home. watch it. If you believe. Many people don't believe. The difference between those who do well in God and those who don't do well is those who believe. It's belief that separates two people who say they adopted children. If you were in America and your old pastor tells you come back to Guyana. God says I should tell you come back to Guyana. Will you believe me? Say Guyana. They said, Bishop, your God is outdated. <laughs> it's an old Android version God you are using. But that's God. God will never come to you with things that are so simple to follow. Yeah. And I told the person. Oh yeah. 
person is telling me about some health issues that they've developed. Then I said, I feel so nice because this, this makes me believe that it's God who asked me to speak to you. Says, when well, you have health issues, we live here, we don't have health. I don't remember the last time I went to a hospital. You live in a country that's supposed to be nice and good, and, and you have health problems. It's a Masakura man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Is there anybody here who is sick with diagnosis? A whole book of diagnosis. They're all moving around freely and nicely. Freely. We go and we come. We go and we come. Free. We are in our own country. We move around freely. Then you say you are going to look for money. You want to do well. You move somewhere else. And then it's problems. Now if God, if God loves you and he sends a, a messenger to you and says, come back home. It takes belief to separate somebody from a group of people. Akila, hey there. So this evening, if you believe what I'm saying, that God can take care of you. You see, my father, he came from a family of no good, no good people. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, no, it's true. It takes... You, you, you have to sit down and ask yourself are we not tired of this sheep we kill every year is there a difference that I can experience where can I experience that difference that's why God brought you here today you can there's a different life there's a better life my father came from a family of no good one of my uncles he took my niece. They went somewhere on a trip. When they were coming back, he stopped the car in the middle of the forest. Locked the car. On his own knees. If your uncle takes you in his car and he says, let's go to a Sikubu for, for something and go to do some business, you'll be excited. And when you're coming, he stops the car somewhere and he said, take off your panties. That is the type of uh, uh, uncles I had. So I see how my father wanted to be different. And I saw things that I couldn't explain around him. In a bid to try and stop those things from coming close to him. He went for things to be strong. So people go to Serena. You go and see a pandit. Go to Kaya. And get something and put around your waist. They say you can't eat you can't eat meat. Then you see chicken, you see, you see chicken in here. But some pandas say you can't eat chicken because they put something around your waist. They say the day you eat chicken, that's the day this thing you stop. You are there. You see KFC. You can't eat chicken. So I'm glad God saved me because I may have become like my uncles. Some of you boys, you are growing up in the house that you are growing up. There's no man to look up to. There's no father. There's no uncle. Even there's a father. 
You ain't got nothing for give you. You got hustle and struggle. Do all kind of things to, to, to make ends meet. God wants to stop that. For by one sacrifice, he has perfected forever them that have been sanctified. And so every eye closed. No matter when we say every eye closed, close your eyes. People don't close their eyes. But I beg you, close your eyes. Why are you afraid to close your eyes? Is, an, is, is there an old eye who's following you? Why are you afraid to close your eyes? Close your eyes. And those who say, you know what, Bishop? I need that spiritual adoption. I need God to change my name and make me his child. So that from this day forward, all the cycles, all the pain, all the sweat, all the punishment will end. Because I cannot imagine staying in God's house. What can I not have if I'm a child of God? Even our earthly fathers, some of them, earthly parents, they are able to cater for us and give us nice things. How much more God? As your eyes are closed, you want to say, Bishop, please pray for me. I want God to take me as his child. I want to be saved. I want salvation to be my portion. I want to go to heaven at the end of it all when I die. If you are here like that, you are not shy. You are not afraid. Even if you came with your girlfriend, it's a time to forget about that girlfriend. I'm sure when God saves you, your girlfriend will love you better. Bishop, my right hand is up. Pray for me. If you're here like that, just your right hand, your very right hand, lift it up above your head so I can see and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I see many hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. This is a, this is a life and death matter. When your life changes, it is better for you, not for the person who's looking at you. If you lift up your hand, come. Let me pray for you. Come quickly. Come. Come to the Come, call for them as they come. From everywhere, the left, the right, the center, come. Come to Jesus. Call for them. Oh, call for them. Looking out. Call for them. Right here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just face me. Oh, call for them. So many people coming. Are you clapping? Oh, I, I can't see you clap. Are you not excited? Everything was done. So many people giving their lives to God. They want to change. They want nothing to stop. God is here today. God is calling you. Don't stop it. Come to Jesus. Oh, don't be afraid. Don't hesitate. Come to Jesus. Clap for them as they come. Oh, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming.
want to come completely. These people are going to enjoy something that you will not enjoy. If you don't come and join them, God is making a difference here tonight. He's making a difference between somebody who is here in front and somebody who is there who doesn't want to come. He's going to make a difference right after this prayer. Don't hesitate. Come to the Father. God is calling you. Come on. your opportunity tonight. You did not come here by accident. You think you came here by accident? God is not a God of accident. God he plans things. God plans things. We don't plan for something. I invite this on people myself. But when I call them, they say, oh, day somewhere else. Then I ask myself, I remember. And you don't remember? You are going to hell. I am going to heaven. And I am thinking about you and you don't remember. God is a God of plan. He will take everyone who comes to him. I'm glad you came. You told me you would come. You came. God bless you. Just as I am, just as they are. Before the world began, you are on his mind. You are on his mind. Every tear you cry, stretch your feet aside. Of his great love, he gave his only son. Everything was done, the devil is ready. So you are proud. Don't miss your opportunity tonight. Doesn't mean to lift up your hands. It's a sign of surrender. Cody, just lift up your hands. It's a sign of surrender. Many people don't understand a lot of things. Yeah? You are saying, Jesus, I surrender. You can lift up the two hands, not one. One, one means that I, I surrender partly. If you don't lift up your hands at all, it's like I don't surrender at all. That's what it means. There's a meaning to everything. 
close your eyes and pray this prayer with me say with me heavenly father I am a sinner forgive me of all my sins wash me with the blood of Jesus I believe with all my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord I believe Jesus died for me and I believe God raised Jesus from the dead open my heart and I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart to take over my life to end the pain and the suffering I believe that this is my moment this is my time my life has changed forever I am born again and my name is in the book of life thank you father for saving my soul in Jesus name amen now let me pray for you father thank you for every soul We are surprised you blessed our time here and our meeting with so many people who want to give their lives to you. Behold your adopted children. Thank you for a new life and a new beginning. There will no longer be a need to ask what is the use of another church coming to another church or coming to a, a service. From this day forward, all things have passed away things have become new let the new things be experienced by them the moment they leave this altar I pray for your mighty hand to touch their lives I pray for your mighty hand to touch their lives I pray for yokes to be broken curses to be broken uh, demons to be destroyed and uh, evil powers to be nullified and, 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 and diluted in the name of Jesus let them rise to a new life of victory and power. Let fulfillment begin now. Let fulfillment begin now. If anything and everything you do in life, I commit them to you and to the word of your grace. Lord, you keep them. You raise them up. And use them for your glory. Thank you, Father, for tonight and what you've done in these lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody said amen. For booking and more information on the Ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.